Welcome back to Younger and Older. I'm Dave Wager here in the studios of Relate365.com. And I'm with Jenna Brash. Uh, we're talking about a, a very unique time period in her life where she had a husband, Nate. And you can go back to Relate365.com, look for Nate and Dave and the conversations we had while he was alive and getting treated for cancer. And eventually, God used that cancer to promote him home, mm-hmm. take him home. And uh, Jenna's been a little more than a year uh, without him on this earth, but looking forward to one day being with him again and raising three children. Again, your children's ages are? Uh, My youngest is four, my middle child is five, and my eldest is eight. Okay. And you're homeschooling now? Yes. Yep. And how are they adjusting to all of this? And do you you do anything on intentionally to help them through the process of dad not being there anymore? Do we pretend he's not? existent or what do you do for your children to help them at this point? Um, I think for starters, while I was with Nate in hospice, um, I was kind of going back and forth and I was spending most of the day with him and, but my in-laws were with the kids and just having that stability of having them, they were able to come up and stay and, and, and be with the kids during the day. And just having that was huge. Mm. Um, but my mother-in-law, um, did a lot like she read a lot of books to them about heaven. Um, she very openly talked to them about where daddy was going. Um, and I think like we miss daddy because he's not here, but he didn't stop existing. Right. He didn't just disappear forever. We just don't get to see him for a while. Right. And I think that that helped tremendously. But um, and I'm just I'm so thankful, you know, for the work that they did in my children and yeah. in their lives. So you're saying actually talking about the fact yes. that Nate was going to be gone and mm-hmm. be with God was helpful, not something to be avoided. The Absolutely. truth was not to be avoided. Absolutely. It was probably the hardest thing I have ever done and will is probably the hardest thing that I will ever have to do um, when I had to tell my kids that daddy's dying. Right. And I decided to tell them, we held off for a while because we didn't know what was going to happen. Sure. But once we knew, like we had the prognosis, he's in hospice, it's only going to be maybe a couple weeks if we're lucky. Then I knew, okay, we have to tell the kids. We have to prepare them for this. And so that was almost impossible. And it is only by the grace of God that I was able to do that. But ever since then we've been very open about talking about daddy um my my middle child will often say like we'll sit down at the breakfast table and she'll be like i wonder if daddy's eating cornflakes today and having you know yeah, like, yeah. so they know that he still exists and and it's been a joy to be able to pre- preserve those memories and it's very healing to to talk about daddy and you know, when daddy used to give us goodnight kisses, his whiskers would tickle. And, yeah. you know, when daddy was sick, you know, he wanted to be with you guys. And so you'd sit on his lap and watch cartoons together. And it, it's it been so healing for them as they work through the grief to remember daddy and be able to talk about him without being afraid of upsetting someone or, you know, for some reason, avoiding talking about him. I think when we avoid talking about it, it makes it so much more difficult to work. It almost paralyzes you. You can't work through it and deal with it. And you're always uh, worried or wondering if you said something you shouldn't say or whatever. The the truth is, when I talk with you, I have no hesitation 
asking mm-hmm. how you're doing, talking about Nate being with God, yep. not being here. And I know that, that you not only handle that well, that this is part of the truth that you understand and your hope mm-hmm. is, is in Christ and not in a circumstance that has to change for you to be okay. Yes. And one day, all the circumstances will change mm-hmm. and all of us will be gone. You know, I mean, so we don't know when that's going to happen, but that's what you want to prepare for. And that's going to be where the stability comes from. But as you remind yourself of truth again, the the painful parts of life uh, do not overtake you. It's not that they go away Mm -hmm. completely, but they don't overtake you. And, And I think that's important for people to realize if you're trying to get the pain to leave completely, completely gone. Will that happen? No. Yeah. It never not this side of glory. <laughs> so if the goal is having no pain, you're not going to reach that one. Yep. In fact, I've told young people, especially it, you know, if if I'm mentoring a young man, talk to him, he's talking about married, whatever. I said, you do know that any relationship, anyone you love, is going to cause you pain. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? Before you get into this relationship, understand that love is always yep. painful. Mm-hmm. And, and they look at you like you're trying to discourage them, and I'm not. It's just you can't love somebody and not be in pain when they're in pain. Mm-hmm. You can't love somebody and, and, in your case, have them have cancer, go through the treatments, watch them, watch your children, yep. and not feel a certain amount of pain because of it. Mm-hmm. The only alternative, though, is to be someone who doesn't love. Yeah. And that's not how you were made. No. So you're going to... My little saying for somebody in that situation is enjoy the pain mm-hmm. because it's the pain that reminds you of the love and there's no way to get around it. You can't guard your heart and not be pained. Yep. I, I, when you look at your uh, you, this, many people would say, okay, you've suffered a loss. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I understand what they mean you know, when they say that. Mm-hmm. Are you fearful of other losses? Are you are you more protective of your children? Are you are there fears that at times you just have to talk yourself through again? I think absolutely. I mean, I'm human. Okay. You know, so there's there's the tendency to to hold on tighter and to guard and to to live in in fear, but I think if you do that, you're not living. Right. Like, I mean, we have to be careful. You know, I tell my kids when they're playing outside, be careful, watch where you're going, that kind of thing. But I got to let them play because if I don't let them play it, you know, if I'm obsessing over them or being a helicopter parent or whatever, like I'm teaching them to fear. And so I'm not only fearing myself, now I'm passing that fear on to my children. Right. So. Um, yeah. And, and we're yeah. not told to live by fear. No. There's one fear that is healthy and that's the fear of God. Mm-hmm. And what that honestly means is to be able to come to God and realize, you're God, I'm not. Yep. That's the fear of God in many respects. It's, mm-hmm. I'm putting you in your right place. Yep. I'm not God. Now, the fear of man shouldn't be there because mm-hmm. that will guide you in a wrong direction. Even the fear, and, and I say this respectfully to those who are afraid of this, but even the fear of COVID or yep. Yep. whatever else might be out there, it's not that I say go try and get germs and get sick. I think wash your hands, do what you need mm-hmm. to do to stay well. If you're sick, please stay home. I mean, yep. all those little factors. But to, but to let fear guide our lives is not the way God intended us to live. Yep. 
The Bible tells us in Proverbs, trust the Lord, you know, with all your heart. Mm -hmm. Don't lean unto your own understanding. And, and I think, okay, God, here's the problem with that. My understanding is the only thing I have. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, I don't have any more than yep. my own understanding. Mm -hmm. And what you're telling me, God, if I get this right, is my understanding isn't adequate. Mm -hmm. and, 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 of course, if you read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you realize, okay, that's what he's saying. He's saying, Dave, don't trust in your own understanding. Here's what you do instead, Dave, according to that passage. Mm -hmm. In all your ways, acknowledge me, and I'll direct you. Yep. And, and I would ask you directly, do, have you seen that? Does God Absolutely. direct you if, if you do that? Absolutely, yeah. yep. It's interesting. Um, I was thinking about it the other day. Um, I think God puts us in situations where we, don't, we, we have no control in order for him to remind us that he directs our steps. Right. Um, and I think um, in, in the situation where I am now, obviously I, I, I would humanly want Nate. Like I want him back. I want to continue our marriage sure. and glorifying God in that. Right. But what an amazing position for me to be in right now. You know, and so many people ask, how can we help? How can we help? And everybody has just helped tremendously. But I struggle because it's the little day-to-day -day things that I need help with that Nate would always do, mm -hmm. and he's not here to. So, like, when my youngest gets out of bed and comes downstairs when she's not supposed to, like, four or five times a night, like, normally Nate would step in, deal with a problem, right. and we move on. Or if I have to meet out some kind of discipline, you know, I had his back. He supported me in that, or I supported him in that you know, whatever the circumstance, and I don't have that. So it's those little situations where you know, I'm not going to call somebody at three in the morning to come help out with a sick child or whatever. Like, I, right. I have to do that. But what an amazing position to be in because the only one that I can call out to in that situation is God. And so I get to learn how to do that better. And I get to walk so closely with God every day. And I might not, and who knows, you know, I don't know, but I might not have had that opportunity if Nate was still here because my knee-jerk reaction is to go to him. Right. And now since he's not here anymore, I have the privilege of learning how to go directly to my Lord and Savior when I'm in a time of yeah. time of need, so now you know what, and people can learn that without losing a loved oh, one yeah. to death. Absolutely, and, and and but you just said it so eloquently. I mean, it's <laughs> you're right. A change in pace, a change in yep. place, cha it changes your perspective. You, this isn't what you planned in life. Yeah. Yep. So now you're learning it, a, a God's faithfulness in a different way that you maybe wouldn't have realized. Mm -hmm. And I love the words you use, privilege. It's a privilege. Yeah, yep. And if you're listening and you're thinking, wait a minute, she lost her husband, she's homeschooling her kids, we've <laughs> gone through a pandemic, and she's thinking she's a privileged one. <laughs> she is. Yeah. Anybody who knows God and loves God and understands the specialness of the creation of God, God made them from the time they're in their mother's womb. Anyone that gets that mm -hmm. realizes that it's a privilege to be his child and to live yep. this life. Yep. And if you think it's a pain, you, you're focusing on the wrong areas of life. There, there's pain, oh, but, yeah. but yep. know that you're focusing on the wrong areas. Not only that, it was interesting because you said, um, you know, 
he was uh, the only one you could go to is mm -hmm. is God. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, well, he's the only one that knows the answer. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm, honestly, if Linda, my wife, wants me to know and you know, tell her an answer, I could tell her what I think. Mm -hmm. But again, I'm Dave. I'm not God. Yep. And and you said it so well. I I go to God. He's the only one I can go to. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage our listeners. He is the only one you can go to. Even if your Nate is still alive, yeah. he's the only one you should be going to as <laughs> far as the yep. absolute truth. Yep. And we love to be able to get into your head and see what you've learned. But I'm hoping all of us can be encouraged and stretched and challenged in our lives to live with the truth and the mm -hmm. realness of God in mind because you are doing that because of all the changes. Yes. And yep. you could have gone the other way. Your, oh, yeah. your life would yep. be very interesting with three children <laughs> right now where you live if you went the other way and you were, you were in despair. Yeah. Yeah. But you're not. So are there other scripture passages that have grabbed your heart through the years? Um, there's one just recently um, that I've been kind of thinking about. Um, Psalm 84, 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Yeah. And so going through what, you know, what my family has been through, it's like, wait, you took the one thing that I wanted, like you withheld right. that from me and you know that's probably what I was more inclined to think you know as we're walking through that trial you know and right after Nate died but seeing now what God has given me like this whole thing has been such a blessing and I don't want to speak lightly of death and I know there's a lot of people that are, are dealing with that right now. And it's very painful. And Nate dying, it was awful. Right. And the whole time, you know, as I watched him decline and then I held him as he went to be with the Lord, like there was such a huge part of me that's like, this is not how it's supposed to be. This is wrong. And that's so true. You know, we're not, we weren't created to die, but right. then we sinned. Right. And so now we do. And it's not right, but God. God in his infinite mercy and wisdom, you know, sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. And through that, we can live in him and be saved and have newness of life. And, but that doesn't mean the bad stops happening. Absolutely. But if, if you walk uprightly and you, you take that step of faith, um, he will not withhold good from you. And he can take those things, he can take death and he can conquer it. And he can take sorrow and he can redeem it. And he can use those things for his glory. And we get to sit back and watch that all happen. Yeah. So You know, one of the sweetest things that I've seen in the last year myself is my, my father-in-law died. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't the sweet part. The sweet part was watching my wife hold his hand mm -hmm. and sing hymns to him as he died. Yep. And, and not because, you know, that was hope. Yeah. If, if yep. you're listening today and you have no hope, it, there's no reason for you not to have hope unless you're ignoring God. Absolutely. And if you yep. ignore God, I can't offer you anything. Mm -hmm. You can't find the answer in alcohol or drugs or money. You're never going to find it there. Mm -hmm. The only way that anybody could have hope is if they have their trust in Christ and you're in God's family and you enjoy who God is. Mm -hmm. um, I, it, as my wife's dad died, I remember I, want, I talked to him about heaven, talked to him about what 
was going to happen. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. how do you do this if, if you don't know the yeah. truth? Yep. And do it in a way that's that's energetic and, and hopeful. And, you know, once again, everybody leaves this planet yep. one way or another. You normally don't go all together. Mm-hmm. There is a piecemeal thing that happens. Yep. Before my mom died, she had often told me when I visited her that this idea of us all leaving separately bugged her. Mm-hmm. She wished that Jesus would just come back and we could all get out of here together. <laughs> yes. I understand that. Yeah. Yep. But that's not the plan today, I guess. I mean, Jesus could come back today, but it seems today that right now we're leaving at different moments. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're not surprised by it. You've been prepared for it. You're working through that yep. with one eye on glory still and looking yes. forward to the time. Yep. How often do you think of, of Nate in heaven and what he's doing? Oh, all the time. Okay. <laughs> and the kids will say, you know, they, they bring it up. Like, I wonder if daddy's walking on the streets of gold or, you know, like today we talked about, um, we're talking about Moses and the Exodus. And um, I think, I forget which child, but one of the children said, Daddy's hanging out with Moses today, maybe, you know, and it's like, that is so true. Like, and we get to go as well. Right. Um, and kind of a, a fun little side story. My youngest actually accepted Christ today. And oh, so, <laughs> my goodness. and one of the, the first things that she said after we prayed together was, I get to see Paul someday. Yeah. And because we had talked about Paul and how he had suffered for proclaiming the gospel, yeah. which is kind of how the whole thing, you know, started. But the first thing she said was, I get to see Paul someday. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's really cool. I, I, I think actually about that all the time. My dad's died 30 plus years ago mm-hmm. and um, he founded the ministry and, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And it was tough. He died of a heart attack very quickly. Yeah. And I, I often think, who's he talking to? Mm-hmm. What is he doing right now? Yeah. And those that think that this life, the end of this life is the end of life. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't have hope again. There, God tells us in the in His Word that God is not the God of the dead, but God of the living. The living, yes. And those that were with Him, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Uh, you go back into the Scriptures, and all of those people mm-hmm. are doing something today. We don't know what it is because <laughs> yeah. we have no concept of of how to live in a timeless place. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you this: that there's no pain, there's no sorrow. That being in the presence of God is something that every single human being will want one day. Yes. And that so many things in this life um, have robbed us of the joy of the purpose of life, of mm-hmm. enjoying God and enjoying people. Um, and I, I would say, and I, I probably know the answer to this already, but <laughs> it, things that were very important to you before Nate got sick. Mm-hmm. Have they changed their importance since he's gone home to be with the Lord in some in some ways? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, just perspective-wise, it's mm-hmm. something that used to bother you, maybe it doesn't bother you anymore. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just little things like, and it, there's kind of a fun story. Nate used to always leave for just his dirty socks next to the chair instead yeah. of getting up and putting them in the hamper. Sure. And it used to drive me crazy because it's like, just pick them up and put him there and he never would but then after he passed it was probably maybe a few months ago um i was sitting in 
his chair and I looked down and I saw two little pink pair of little pink socks uh-huh. in the same place that he would always leave his. Oh my. So it's like apparently it's genetic. <laughs> but but it was so neat like and that was such a a, a treasure to me. Like uh, something that drove me nuts while he was here like I look back and I'm like, "Oh." Yeah. So I think sometimes, you know, we do need these these severe changes in life or at least to hear somebody else talk about theirs. Mm-hmm. You know, there could be people today listening to us. You don't need to go through what Nate and Jenna have gone through mm-hmm. to learn what they've learned. Yep. You can choose to be a learner. That's the fun part. Mm-hmm. You can learn through uh, looking at the Bible, seeing things. Uh, we threw the story in the last segment of Elijah. I mean, you can learn, okay, I shouldn't let circumstances be something I trust in or whatever yep. it might be. Yep. You can learn that by when you read the scriptures, you can learn who God is. You can mm-hmm. learn how he responds. You can learn the importance of life. You can even learn some of the tougher things that set you free, like Nate or you. I'll use you, for example. You did not need Nate to live. Yep. You wanted Nate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's so many people today in marriages and relationships that are trying to fill a need. Yeah. And they wonder why they're miserable. Because honestly, they don't need you. Mm -hmm. Wanting is what's special. God, he doesn't need Dave Wager to make the sunrise. He doesn't need me to do anything. Mm -hmm. Why does he include me in then? Because he wants me. Yep. So all of a sudden you start living as somebody who's wanted not needed. Mm-hmm. Boy, that changes how you live, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and you learn that sometimes the hard way. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, uh, when Nate died, your life went on. Yeah. So honestly, I could look at you and say, you didn't need him. No. But you miss him. Absolutely. Absolutely yep. healthy. Right there. You just <laughs> nailed health right, right on the, right, right with the big hammer and the big nail. I mean, it's like, no, that's it. If you can get there, for those that are listening now who have people in their life still, you still have three children in your life. You have uh, in-laws that mm-hmm. that still participate oh, in yes. your family yes. and, and the yep. dynamics of your family. And mm-hmm. and um, and that's important. Yes. But now, you know, it's really cool. You start letting people know you want them. Mm-hmm. You don't need them. And, and that's a much healthier communication right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And and too many people today are, are living as if they're needed. So... Uh, activities you do with your kids that are just fun to do. Now, you again, you live on a kind of a farm. Yeah, we've got chickens, and yeah. we're hoping to get some lambs maybe this spring. Oh, but, fun! Yeah, um, we're doing a challenge. It's like it's. I saw it on Facebook through a friend. It's a thousand hours outside okay. for the year of 2021. So you have the whole year um, to try and spend a thousand hours outside, and I think it's kind of to to cut back on like screen time sure sure um, because apparently kids these days spend about a thousand hours they do in front of a screen yeah um but we're right up against the nicolay forest so we go for hikes in the woods we snowshoe in the field we build snowmen you know so and you go out there and do it right with them oh yes yeah yeah very (laughs) cool so that's how how many hours you have done i think we're just under 40 hours okay i think are you on schedule for the year? I don't know how many you I need think a month. So. It's harder in the wintertime because it's cold. Right. Um, but I know in the summertime, you know, once we'll, we'll be gardening. So if I see you marching them down Highway 64, <laughs> means you 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 need more time. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could do that goal because I, I like 
trying to get it all done at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, I would say, well, I got to do, you know, every day be outside. I have a, I have one of those Apple watches that tell me when I'm supposed to stand and all that stuff. I, <laughs> I get possessed by it. It's like yeah. my watch is telling me now to do things. Yeah. yeah. And there is that tendency, but we just try to get out as much as we can. And if it's too cold, like yesterday, um, I just had a lot of stuff that I had to do in the right. house, laundry and cleaning and, and all of that stuff. So we just stayed inside yeah. and that was okay. Well, so. and, and that's what the kids need to hear. It's like, mm-hmm. here's the goal, but yeah. here's real life. Yes. You know, we got to do this as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me ask you, how honestly, how can people help you these days? You know, I mean, obviously going through the time with Nate, watching mm-hmm. your kids, doing certain things. You mm-hmm. just mentioned you're, you've you been able to watch over other ladies at times and, mm-hmm. and going through some hard times. Right now in your life, at the stage you're in, uh, Nate's been gone a little more than a year. Mm-hmm. You're a widow with three children watching over him. What's the best way for somebody to help you today? I think for starters, prayer, okay. um, just to bathe myself and the kids in prayer, um, you know, as we move forward, as I teach and train the kids, you know, as we spend our lives together, just prayer, um, that I'm wise, that I'm discerning, um, that I have the emotional and physical strength to do the work that I need to do. Okay. Um, occasionally laundry and, and it's, it's been interesting. Like I really can't think of a lot of needs that I have right now because people have been so faithful in meeting those needs. Um, our well kind of took a nosedive a few months ago. Sure. And um, I didn't really say anything about it because we were a- like we were able to get a new well dug. It all worked out fine. Um, but I, w- I couldn't do laundry because I didn't have any water pressure because the well wasn't working right. right. And um, in church, um, a friend kind of tapped me on the shoulder and she's like, do you need me to do any laundry? <laughs> and I'm like, actually, yes, I do. Yeah. You know, so whenever there's been a need, like God has just stepped in. I'm able to go to a life group um, with my church, which we haven't done for ages just because it's so hard with young kids. But again, someone stepped in and said, we'd like to meet this need. They provided a sitter, you know, to watch the kids so that I could, you know, spiritually feed myself and, you know, get some rest and input so that I can have the strength to go and, and be a mom and, you know, and do all that. So I think prayer and just checking in every now and then. And Do you have a hard time accepting people's help? Not as much as I did before. Okay. Because I realized that, like, what other choice do I have? And it, it's sweet to see how God works through other people. You know, I think they're blessed by it because they get to help. Right. You know, and, and God sometimes shows, reveals himself and shows himself, you know, through other people doing his work so yeah well it could be hard too because in many respects you are doing extremely well yeah <laughs> and so it, it'd be easy for people to say you're doing well I'm going to focus on people who aren't doing well mm-hmm. and there actually may be people who act like they're not doing well so that they can get help you know and that's no. that's not healthy either no uh, but I do commend you it seems like you're allowing God to work in your life you're drawing close to him you're drawing on his power his sustaining grace mm-hmm. You're looking forward to the reality of being with Nate again. Yeah. You're talking with your kids about it. Yep. If anybody would like to contact Jenna, please contact me at relate365.com 
and I will get you in touch. I mm-hmm. will give you the contact information. Make sure she has your contact information, and she'd love to help you if you're struggling through some of the things that we've been talking about. Absolutely. Uh, once again, this is Dave Wager. I'm with Jenna Brash, and we're doing Younger Older, brought to you from the studios of Relate365.com on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. Thanks for listening. Hope to talk to you again.